0: Hey y'all, this is Wheezy, and you are listening to the very first episode of Southern Gal Reads. I hope this isn't as awkward as I think it's going to be, and if it turns out that it is, I hope y'all will stick with me while I figure this thing out. Um, this podcast is one of the goals I set for myself this year. I've always said that I would either do a podcast or a YouTube channel, and unfortunately I'm very easily distracted by my own face, and I tend to make weird hand gestures when I talk, so I think a podcast is definitely the better choice for me. And since I love books and I love reading, I figured a podcast talking about the books I've read and the books I want to read just kind of makes sense. So cheers to me to marking another 2020 goal as complete. Um, just as a side note for this podcast, I'm going to work really hard to make sure all of my episodes are spoiler free. And if I ever do have spoilers on backlist books, I'll be sure to mention it way ahead of time. So, let's just jump right in. Um, Today I want to talk about two books that I have recently finished. They're actually the last two books that I've finished. And those are Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar and Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. Clown in a Cornfield was published on August 25th and it currently has 477 ratings on Goodreads with an average of 4 stars, which is huge. A lot of YA slashers and YA thrillers either get low, overlooked or for some reason end up getting really low ratings and I'm not sure why because 90% of the YA slasher and the YA thrillers I read are really, really well done. Sometimes I think people get caught up in needing 800-page slasher novels or horror novels full of characters and scene setting because most of us grew up with Stephen King. But I also grew up watching cult classic slasher films where the killing starts 10 minutes in. And I really enjoy the same in my horror books. And Clown in a Cornfield delivers that. It's actually wild that I bought this book because I am terrified of clowns, like legitimately scared of them. I'm not even sure what started this fear of them, but I tend to stay away from anything involving clowns, it by Stephen King probably being the one exception. I'm also not a huge fan of cornfields. Children of the Corn was probably the first movie that truly traumatized me as a kid, and even now I can't help but be like, are there creepy children in there <laughs> every time I pass a cornfield? But something about this book really just struck me as a need to read. And I'm going to read you the synopsis for this book. Quinn Maybrook just wants to make it to graduation. She might not make it to morning When Quinn and her father move to a tiny town with a weird clown for a mascot, they're looking for a fresh start. But ever since the town's only factory shut down, Kettle Springs has been cracked in half. Most of the town believes that the kids are to blame. After all, the juniors and seniors at Kettle Springs High are the ones who threw the party where Arthur Hill's daughter died. They're the ones who set the abandoned factory on fire and who spend all their time posting pranks on YouTube. They have no respect and no idea what it means to work hard. For the kids, it's the other way around. And now Kettle Springs is caught in a constant battle between old and new, tradition and progress. It's a fight that looks like it will destroy the town. Until one homicidal clown with a pork pie hat and a red nose decides to end it for good. Because if your opponents all die, you win the debate by default. Doesn't that sound amazing? I pre-ordered this book pretty much as soon as I found out about it. And when it finally came in, I immediately started reading it. I said on Twitter that I have mixed feelings on this book, and I do. Mostly because this book almost gave me everything I needed from it. If you've followed me any amount of time on Twitter or on my other social media accounts, you know that I absolutely love There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. Like, that book is the perfect Y slasher to me, and I'll definitely talk more about that book in another episode, so I don't want to gush too much about it right now. But I went in... With really high hopes that Clown in a Cornfield was going to be like, there's someone inside your house for me. And it almost was. It almost was. Clown in a Cornfield has excellent writing. It has fast paced action. And even though the reveal of who is behind the killings is more in the middle and not at the end. And even though you can pretty much guess all of the little twists. It's written in a way that makes you want to see how we get to that point, regardless of the fact that the twists were easy enough to guess. Where Clown in a Cornfield fell for me was that it didn't make me care about the characters. When you have a cast of characters that you're about to put through the ringer that you want me to care if they live or die, you have to make me invested in them at the very beginning. And that just did not happen in this book. I think Adam tried to make Quinn relatable by giving us this backstory of how her mom was an addict and how her dad just packed them up and moved them away from the only home she's ever known. But Quinn herself seemed really apathetic towards her own situation in life, so there wasn't any emotional connection for me. And then you have all these other characters that are introduced and we know nothing about them, so I definitely didn't care what happened to them. But even though that connection was lacking, I still really enjoyed the plot of the book, and I still gave it three stars. There's definitely a lot of content warnings here for gore, death, blood, and an assortment of wild ways you can kill and maim a person. If you like constant action, a few clowns, and a lot of gore, Clown in a Cornfield might just be the book for you. The next book I want to talk about is Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. This one was published on June 30th of this year and it has a whopping 28,000 reviews on Goodreads with an average rating of 4.2, which is not surprising. Riley Sager is one of my favorite authors and is really the only author that has continuously impressed me with every book he writes. While I still think The Last Time I Lied will always be my favorite Sagar book, Home Before Dark, is a close second. Let me read you the synopsis. Bells that ring themselves. Record players that turn on and play music to empty rooms. Ghosts that climb out of wardrobes. Maggie Holt doesn't believe in these things, even though they are the details of the story that made her family famous. Twenty-five years ago, she and her parents, Ewan and Jess, moved to Bainbury Hall, a rambling Victorian estate in the Vermont woods. They spent 20 days there before fleeing in the dead of night, an ordeal that Ewan later recounted in a horror memoir, House of Horrors. His tale of ghostly happenings and encounters with malevolent spirits became a worldwide phenomenon rivaling the Amityville Horror in popularity and scepticism. Maggie has lived her life in the shadow of her father's book, so when she inherits Bainbury Hall after his death, she returns to renovate the house to prepare it for sale. However, her homecoming is anything but warm. People from the past, chronicled in House of Horrors, lurk in the shadows, and locals aren't thrilled that their small town has been made infamous thanks to Maggie's father. Even more unnerving is Bainbury Hall itself, a place filled with relics from another era that hint at a history of dark deeds. As Maggie experiences strange occurrences straight out of Ewan's book, she starts to wonder if what he wrote was more fact than fiction. Alternating between Maggie's uneasy homecoming and chapters from her father's book, Home Before Dark is the story of a house with long-buried secrets and a woman's quest to uncover them, even if the truth is far more terrifying than any haunting. So the story is told in alternating POVs. First from Maggie's point of view as she attempts to uncover the truth and then from excerpt from her father's book um sagar has a really great talent for misdirection and even though even though i kind of knew what was coming in one aspect the ending still kind of thrown me off um he i don't i don't know how to describe riley sagar's talent and the fact that a lot of his characters are like, I don't remember this part of my life, which is very believable here because Maggie was just five when um, she spent the 20 days in Bainbury Hall with her family. Um, I'm always struck by how Sagar's books give off a very distinct movie vibe, especially his last two books lock every door was so much like rosemary's baby and home before dark really reminds me of netflix's the haunting of hill house just the vibes and the haunted house where the family just upped and abandoned it but the father kept the house because of the secrets and i I don't say that to be like oh it's bad and he's kind of ripping off the vibe of these cult classic works because it's definitely not what I mean I love that each book has this vibe of something I previously enjoyed but that Riley takes it and makes it his own and goes in a different direction than what I thought he would And the book itself is damn near perfect. His writing is flawless as usual. The pacing of the book is impeccable. And he made me care about Quinn and her family and all of the people who were affected by his book and by the things that happened in that house. Um, There are content warnings for this one too. Um, Death, suicide, blood snakes, and mild descriptions of corpses. If you like books with a little supernatural, a little murder, and a few ceiling snakes, Home Before Dark might be the book for you. And that's it for my first episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. And I really appreciate um, you listening in and being here with me. So until next time, bye.